You're now tuned into Mikey Check Check, my check waifu waifu. Tell, is that you? Your camera froze. Uh, yeah, uh, it's me. You know, Bone Thugs and Taliano. This is episode 141, the palindrome of my check waifu waifu. As always, it's brought to you by the great Lou Complex. Make sure you go to loucomplex.com. Use that offer code waifu. Leave a little note saying, my check waifu waifu sent you. We appreciate that. Uh, it's also brought to you by our Patreon producers that I had pulled up at the ready because I'm a professional. Um, shout out to our Patreon producers, A.B. Aaron Brown, Dre, the GOAT, G, Johnny from Analytical Animalytical Podcast, Ked, the pro from Chaotic Culture Podcast, explicitly Monique Williams and Nachi. Thank y'all so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. We appreciate y'all so very much. <sighs> Welcome to 141. 141. That's crazy. I don't, yeah, that's pretty high up there. Out of 141 episodes, we missed one week. It's you all, know how we do. It's, it's awesome that we managed to last this long. <laughs> and a kid. Like, Till had a kid through it all and everything. And we just, we made it. <laughs> about, to have a, about to have another one. <laughs> yeah, we got hey, to get that one in the bag, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We're gonna get that one recorded. So just in case, just emergencies. So, so just as a heads up, and y'all, for y'all who listening, I guess I don't really care if y'all listening. They only gonna keep us in the hospital for 24 hours. Right. So depending on the day, it might not be much of a problem. Hey. But you know, never know. It's a, it's like a, what is that? What is that considered? Like a, a 15 to 17 percent chance that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That 24 hours lands within that time frame, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility. So we're going to be careful. Um, This episode is special. We're going to answer a couple of questions from Twitter from some of our favorite people on Twitter. Shout out to y'all. We appreciate y'all. We're going to talk some anime and we're going to review a cartoon. Um, I'm looking forward to reviewing that cartoon because as we stated last week, we're going to be reviewing the, uh, the Critical Roles cartoon series Vox Machina. Um, I'm looking forward to talking about that because it was honestly one of my favorite cartoons probably. You can already tell that's going to be a one-sided thing. Polo already too excited about it. Eh, I'm I'm excited but I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm still objective here, you know. I'm not going, you know, even though I backed it on Kickstarter with my own money. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I definitely <laughs> still feel like it's gonna, I'm going to be extremely objective and to be honest, I got a feeling it's going to land middling, you know. You think so? I do. I do. Uh, I kind of disagree with that, but I... Mm, weird. Anyway, tell. What's uh, what's up, man? How you feeling? I'm solid as fuck, bro. Solid, um, solid it's, as fuck. It's, it's, it's been pretty good. I made some baked ziti today. It's okay. real, real good. Real good. Um, you know, we approaching that end of that uh, third trimester, so baby number three about to be here. We excited. We excited. excited. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. I think this week has been actually pretty solid in terms of anime. Like some some of these episodes were a lot better than I expected them to be. 
on like multiple different fronts like mm. multiple multiples of these were better except for platinum end yeah of course. Um, <laughs> goes <laughs> and, without and saying and the tackle titan but I'm, I'm not gonna go on that go on that one either but uh <laughs> just it was actually just quite a few actually really good episodes this week um how you feeling polo what's going on with you bro i'm feeling pretty good man uh, them glasses clean I know them your regular glasses but they clean them up <laughs> shout out to the Ray-Bans no I, I want to give a shout out to um to our boy Rob J he keep asking the question I don't understand these takes from AOT fans that rag the manga I'm like bro like the reason why we feel these way about these these takes is because we read the manga like I would understand if we didn't read the manga and we were just giving these takes because I think if you didn't read the manga and you're just watching the show you're pretty high right now on the show because the show I mean though it's still being just mad decent it's better than like if I didn't know anything or everything I should say I probably believe we'd be more invested into what I'm watching but because I read it and I know what the end is I'm really not invested. You know, I disagree with that. And I, and I, I disagree with that for the sole purpose of like, if it's good, it's good. Mm. And, and I've said this before, you're not invested because you, the characters just in general, they start to fall, go downhill. And yeah. I, I mean, we'll talk about it more when we get to the AOT section. Cause y'all know it's going to be in the spoilers talk a little bit, but I like in terms of the, because we manga readers or we have read the manga, we, we know what, what to expect. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we understand how it's going to be played out in action. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the 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 biggest difference between manga and anime is that, like, when it's actually animated, is that we get to see what the the authors and and artists' perspective was in writing or drawing this. Mm-hmm. So instead of incorporating our own perspective in it, we see that person's or that artist's perspective. Thus, yeah. you know. It's not in our our imagination anymore. That's true. Our imagination may be wildly better than what the anime is, and that sometimes is what's going to hinder us because we just expected something so much better, and they gave us something that we we kind of put to a higher standard. And I think that that's not what happened here. Yeah, we true. didn't put this to a higher standard that it just was falling off regardless. That's true. That's true. And even from like reading it, I think at this point I still was pseudo invested. I was still beginning to feel the way I was feeling about these characters. Like I just I feel like they're less of themselves than they ever were. Like they're just so like and uh, and and it's to be to be fair, it's it's Attack on Titans' fault because they try to control the narrative with so many different characters and through threads that it's just if it's, it's falling flat. Um, but I, I, I do want to say, I think it's, be, I do think because we've read it, I do think that kind of leans more towards the reasoning behind we feel the way we feel though, opposed to what you said, even though you feel and, the opposite. And can I say one more thing? Yeah. yeah. This, is, this isn't directly on AOT, but this is slightly about, a, about manga. I caught a, a manga spoiler for one of my favorite anime currently, uh, for Fire Force. I caught a manga spoiler. Oh no. At, it kind of broke my heart that I saw it, but it also really, really ignited a flame in my heart for Fire Force. Pun intended. And I will, I will, yeah, I will <laughs> never, I will never read it until it's done, like until the anime is done. Mm-hmm. That's another but special I, one for us too. But when I tell you, like, people are saying like it's on Full Metal Alchemist level. Oh with, shit! Well, we knew that though, right? Noah, 
But oh, how the ending out. specifically. Oh shit. Yeah, like okay. how, how it tied up and how the ending was. I'm so excited for this anime. Uh, listen. <laughs> I'm so excited, bro. We, we already see I think we already got the feel of its storytelling from when we watched it, right? Because it, it it did give like full metal alchemist vibes where it had where it always dropped some pieces of the overarching narrative in every single episode. It never <laughs> left us wanting with it when it comes to like I described in last week's episode the the potatoes with the meat and the potatoes like it, it always dropped the potatoes with the meat and that is something I enjoy with Fire Force and it's so like it's so intricate whoa that's not the intricate. word and yes that's what I was trying to say <laughs> it's so it's so just it's so deep it's deep it's way more than just surface level deep and that I'm excited for more than anything <laughs> well, <laughs> there was a line that um the homie Sensei LeGlove said <laughs> about it, some anime. I forget what it was, but he he was just joking around. He was talking about how his, how his well, I think he's referring to Hunter X Hunter or Hunter Hunter. He said, uh, "It's too smart. It's too smart for you, <laughs> for you folks." Uh, it it's, it kind of gives off that kind of vibe, right? Where it, where it's offering a little bit more than just your typical meathead, you know, f- flailing punching fun you know and i i think that's what we enjoy the most for sure i'm looking forward to it too man that got me excited but remember y'all my check waifu waifu comes to you every tuesday at 9 30 est um make sure you rate favorite if that's a thing subscribe um yeah also yeah also for real for real if you are if you are supporting our Patreon, thank you so much again. If you're not, consider supporting because we just dropped our bonus podcast, which is just a podcast of us having conversation about anything we want. So the most recent episode of our bonus podcast, The After Story, just dropped episode 52. We discussed the way we move on social media. That episode is extremely special because it dives a little bit deeper into why we are what we are. Why tell, you know, talks the way he talks on social media why i or the lack thereof talk on social media and just how our thought process and, and what goes behind it in general and the idea that although we are different we carry a lot of the same values and how we talk on social media facts, facts. <laughs> because it's I a really, really 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 <laughs> special episode so check that episode out. It will never be live for everybody, only for the Patreon supporters. So only for a dollar, you get access to all of that. All of our after stories, all of our 51 other after stories on top of this one, including our conversation on the uh, whole Ukraine thing, too. So check that out. We appreciate that. All right. What was your episode of the week this week, Tell? Oh, it was hard. <laughs> I know what yours is, but uh, my episode of the week is Sabakui. Uh, case study of Ooh. this case. <laughs> oh, he's struggling. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it is a goodness fucking gracious. I'm gonna go with um. <laughs> my heart. Case study of Venus. <laughs> okay. Case study of Venus. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. For me, it's obviously my dress up, darling. Um, incredible fucking episode. I. I don't know what they did with the director, why they changed this for this week, but it was absolutely incredible. In-
incredible the way this episode looked and not even just that just just what we got from it man i i just enjoyed it every last bit of that show it's it was that here's the thing about my dress of darling and i i it's, it's, it's probably gonna end up hitting my top 10 in slice of life top five it, probably it's a very special like scenario Mm. And and I, and I only say that because like our character is obviously very much so attracted to the other main character, mm-hmm. but he is also so involved in like his talent and mm-hmm. his niche that like you can see that he obviously loves what he does, but he's also that that love is blooming into something more. And I gotta say, I love that whole dynamic in general because. It's showing our main character as a as a multifaceted person. Facts. And there's not a lot of anime that do it specifically in like this field where like it's about a character's let's say love for something more than like a love for someone. And it's not just uh, our main character, right? It's yeah, also it's, the supporting cast. The supporting cast is incredible. Like we just we met right? we met a supporting cast member just an episode ago and I feel extremely attached to her already. I maybe because she's a photographer or wants to be a photographer or aspiring to be and I'm I have, you know, some personal <laughs> some personal attachment to that because of my past, but I like I just everything about it it's so hard to find shows that give you this type of writing. And I'm and this goes this goes into what I say what I'm about to say next. And that's with uh, Sab- Sabigo Bisco. That episode I didn't really like it that much. And the reason mm-hmm. the reason why I didn't like it that much even though it almost was your show your episode of the week is because like I didn't believe the the characterization of Milo's sister. Mm-hmm. Like the way she almost it felt like kind of automatically fell into yeah Yeah. it was way too quick like the the shift in 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 attitude was way too quick and it was unbelievable like literally just unbelievable like i couldn't believe it so it made me uh, it was like ah episode was still great show still great but it's something about that switch and i feel like it's, it's being rushed for time constraints reasons but and the reason that like because i think sabakui bisco is an is an anime that you know because and I, I this is one of the things i was i was thinking about is that sometimes your instincts be on point like i was thinking about making sabakui bisco my sleeper when we first were looking mm-hmm. at it, i was like oh this is this is like it'd be good and i was like no that look way too shonen-y and i really enjoyed this episode but not for like that specific scenario right, you're talking right. about because i felt the same exact thing you're talking about but that moment between Milo and Bisco, right? Yeah. That whole that whole dynamic and how they like, and I'm not even gonna say just that one specific moment. I mean, like even when the sister pulled up and they had their moment with the the snake, they mm-hmm. how they handled that whole scenario. Uh, how when they 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 kind of get that call and how that scenario gets handled, mm-hmm. and then you break down to that final scene where they kind of have at it and do what they did. That to me not only showed like character growth for both of them because they did they started to work together they started to learn and they they taught each other stuff. Right. We don't have the greatest the greatest identity of how much time was spent together. That's exactly my issue. But we do know that, and, and like like I said, this is what I talked about before. I hate traveling episodes because we lose the, the scope of those things. 
especially if they're not done 100% right, because we don't really know. Um, but what we did get a good scope of is that they have developed some kind of like uh, a friendship, familiar bond to each other to where like this means a lot to them. Right. And that really is something for me because you like, like Polo or many of y'all know, I don't have any real siblings. So my brothers like Polo and a very few others who I actually would treat like that are like my family bond. So I, I always connect with characters in these kind of scenarios mm-hmm. because that's all I had. I had to go out and make my brothers. So, uh, and I don't mean make as in like I had to make Polo <laughs> right, my right, brother, right, right. but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, I had to yeah. go out and meet them and make him my brother. Like it, it took time for that, that relationship to build. Absolutely. So, I love these kind of scenarios. So I, they, it really struck a chord with me yeah. and it hit home. That's the only gripe I have. I don't, I don't know the passage of time. I don't know how long it takes, takes, uh, his sister to travel. Like, I don't, I don't know. The sense of scope is a little bit off and it isn't as off as it was in, it was as it was in Akaduma drive. Cause that shit was terrible in that show, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was just slightly off, but I mean, it, you kind of get it. You know, because they did give us those two traveling episodes for the most part, or three technically. Yeah, it was three. Yeah. Um, and it was it. It do feel like a greater distance opposed to just kind of teleporting. Now, um, I was it was I was really close to uh, making, um, how to realist hero rebuild the kingdom my sleeper because it was actually just that good too. But I'm like I, I understand why he he put it on the back burner. Just gonna let that it, it was it was just that previous episode, man. It was like the the marriage proposals, and then like uh, when she popped up in that scenario. So I did actually end up watching uh, this episode. That's why it took so long. Oh, okay. And, and it, I don't know if it's just because of here's here's my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You might find this a little funny, but here's my thing. And Polo, <laughs> I think you're going to find this funny. I feel like the genius princess guy is giving me everything, mm-hmm. everything that I wanted out of how I really sure rebuilt the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because he's our main character is he gets active sometimes, but it's not. It's not like he's always active. He's not always like, hey, I'm going to fight in this scenario or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But he gets he gets active in scenarios in which like. All right, like like, for instance, where the the, in this latest episode, what happened in in that when you call somebody he loves like Mm -hmm. an animal, basically, Mm -hmm. he's not having that. And he ha- he he I'm handled it accordingly. I'm picking up um, what you put down, yeah. and I'm not saying that I I dislike uh, how I really should rebuild the kingdom in that scenario because that's what it's that's what it's there for. I still think that it's a very quality anime. I just I feel like I found something that just suits me a little bit better. I see. I understand. In G- Genius Princess Guide. No, and that's completely understandable. For me personally, even though they're pseudo similar, I still feel like they're way different mm-hmm. and the reason why I feel like they're way different is because it's not about getting active at all and how to realize here or rebuild the kingdom at all it's literally just how 
somebody who is an absolute realist, who's not a super powered, super strong. I don't type know, bro. Character. He was controlling Godzilla, make Godzilla. Yeah, no, it's that's that's. <laughs> I know. Therefore, a story piece. I I think this is more so just the political treatment of the situation, like the genius prince is in but more in the active sense but it's literally strictly just that we're talking like like small small changes making bigger moves in in how to realize here rebuild the kingdom this Mm -hmm. is a more grandiose a genius is accidentally falling into situations where he has the genius's way out of it and it's incredible it's incredible like i said genius prince is probably my top three of this of this season like point blank um, and it's probably second. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't but, know. I don't know because Love of Kill, man, that's just Love of Kill. Oh my god, I was gonna say that too. Had a great episode this week. My that, and, god. and I know, I know, we called a few weeks ago Heat Week, yeah. but this was like for for a lot of the anime this week. There was a lot of really good stuff, and I know you're not watching like Casey of this yet. Yeah, yeah. But oh my god, bro, the relationships. That and how they how they discuss these characters in like this latest episode, the music, the visuals, like like and I mean like the artistic direction, mm-hmm. like some of the most beautiful stuff I've seen in terms of like just how things just finally roll together. And I had so many doubts about about this part of the anime because I think I was saying this before. That I was literally like, and I think I said this about the last episode, like the last episode I had in the beginning going in, like, okay, well, where is this shit going to go? <laughs> and then it went there and I was like, oh, I only saw, I finally saw where it went. And I was like, this is actually way better than I thought this was going to be. Than expected. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait. And again, I told y'all I'm definitely going to watch Case Study. I'm just waiting for the dub because the dub is that incredible to me. Yeah, um, and I and I accidentally came across it, and it's been so long since I watched the dub that yeah, it's fucking it's crazy. Um, but to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To transition out of out of that uh, uh, a polo way, if you will. Um, so I, I started watching the show, and I okay, and I did not. I was not. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna put this on dub just to see what it. You know, because I'm not. I'm already out of. I'm already not interested because of the aesthetic of the show. Aesthetic is aesthetic is unusual for me because I normally don't care, but it's something about this aesthetic that bothered me from the moment I saw it. From the moment I saw it, I wasn't interested. And obviously I'm referring to Odd Taxi. I started it. I started the dub of it. I swear to God, I, I promise on everything I've ever loved and lost, this is probably the best dub I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> this shit, this dub is absolutely incredible like i i don't know they fucking broke the bank with this dub <laughs> they got azurus in it they got fucking zeno in it they got fucking uh i don't i don't know his 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 real name so i i, I refer to him as a uh, ichiban from uh yakuza like a dragon that's one of my favorite games uh, yakuza like a dragon main character like they got some fucking heater heater voice actors in the show all of them from side characters to main characters are somebody you heard being your main character in an anime that you've enjoyed that's maybe dubbed except for crystal because i know crystal don't ever touch a dub because she's uh weird uh but no, i'm just kidding crystal i love you but like this dub was fucking crazy crazy good i was even more invested in the dub 
than I was the story itself until the story started to progress a little bit further. I only got to episode four because that's all that's out. But the story is very, 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 very interesting. When it, yeah, when it finally hit, you like oh. it's already hitting like crazy. <laughs> it's already <laughs> extremely interesting story. Um, would it have been better with regular anime characters? Absolutely, yes. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I hate that. I hate the animal thing. I, I'm not gonna hold you. I do. Okay. I, I didn't like it in B stars that much either. Like I, I just yeah. didn't like it. But I feel you. It's, I, it's something about this is special, and I love it. And again, I, maybe it's because of this dub. Fucking so good, so good. I, I can't wait until you're done because I want to put a pin in what you just said right there. Yeah, Something I mean, about this is special. Like we need to put a pin in what you said right there. Mm-hmm. Polo said episode one forty one. Something about this is special. It is. It is. It absolutely is. I can already see it. And again, the investments in the voice acting and the little story piece that's in there so far, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, again, I don't like the aesthetic though. I really don't. That's that's gonna be forever. Uh, yeah. Hey, so before we get into this review, let's add, answer some questions from Twitter, some from some of our favorite people on Twitter. Some good stuff, man. Great, great questions. So I want to start off with this question from uh, Ked the Pro. Ked the Pro from Chaotic Culture Podcast. Um, he just released a new episode, so check out Chaotic Culture Podcast, spelled with K's. Um, he says, "Uh, who has been your favorite duo squad this season?" So far, I absolutely love Maureen and Gojo for my dress up darling. And uh, that's his first, first question. And uh, I'm going to have to agree with that. I think that's the best duo this season. Unless, Tell, you got a, you got a different duo? Let me look. Hold up. Let me, let me. I don't think there is no character dynamic better than those two this season. Um, Maybe Tell got one, but Sabiko Ibisco is close. But it ain't Gojo and Maureen. I mean, from this season, because like I think Sabakoi Bisco is dope too. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's got the same. It don't have the same dynamic because sure. they don't. I think I like Sabakoi Bisco's dynamic more because, like I said, what I said before. But my dress up, darling. I just think it has way more emotion yes. behind it. Yes. It's harder to not love that. Um. Yeah. Easily top five duo of all time. Worst duo though, Platinum End. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Fucking <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> fucking right. Uh his second question is if you had to give up any food, what would it be and why is it melons? Melons? Cad, you out here Which, giving up watermelon? Not not to not, be he ain't saying watermelon. He, he said, said melons, melons bro. It, it's all kinds of melons. Uh, I, I know, and watermelon is one of them. And if you giving up watermelon, you bugging, bro. That's just so refreshing, and that's not to be stereotypical. Let me just let me just clarify that I am a black man, but that is not to be stereotypical. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with watermelon. I just I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of watermelon, but I'm not giving up watermelon if I had to give up food. If I had to give up food, I'm giving up shit like mushrooms, facts, uh, olives. Oh, I love olives. I hate olives. Uh, <laughs> I hate olives with a passion. Let's give up something you like, though. Oh, something I like? If I had to give up something I like? Meat in general? Nah. Nah. Can't do it. Because meat is too 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 necessary for a diet. Um, For a proper nutrient diet, anyway. Uh, 
But if I had to give up anything, <sighs> bacon. I don't really like pork at all. Mm-hmm. But bacon is just the one thing I can't fucking do without. Yeah. But I. Hold on. We the same on that. Yeah. We like, I can't. I, it's so hard. But then that'd be it. That'd be the one. That'd be the hardest one, period. <laughs> I, I made pork chops last week and I ate them, but I was like, that was okay as fuck. I but fucking hate pork chops. Like, like bacon. I don't eat, I don't eat bacon often. <sighs> but, and I don't, I don't eat pork in general often. Me uh, but. When I have bacon, I be feeling like a addict. Yo, <laughs> man, listen, that's a fact. I be sitting there with that bacon in her hand. Like. <laughs> that's a fact, bro. I put some bacon in the air fryer. I'm just like, come on, man. Come on, man. Stop it. <laughs> you and Saber look at the air fryer the same way. <laughs> we like, hey, mouth watering and shit. Oh my god, that's the only that's form funny. of pork I can eat, though. I can't. I can't do pork chops. I can't do fucking what's that other shit. Anything pork, really. Okay. Rob, a.k.a. The Father of Vash, a.k.a. The Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. Check, it out, check out his podcast. It's fucking incredible. Incredible work he do over there. But he said, I recently found new, a new isekai anime called Headhunter. Headhunted to another world f- from... Okay. All right. You're going to have to help me figure out where the name stops here. Headhunted to another world from a salary man to big four. Okay, that's that's it. Okay, okay. So the title is Headhunted to Another World from a Salary Man to Big Four. And then he says, uh, Demon Lord summons him and it caused because uh, he had great negotiation skills and he wants to use it to build his army. So what his question is, what life skills do you have that will be worthy of being summoned to another world? So for, I'm going to just say this For one That title These Isekai titles are terrible They've always been terrible <laughs> But the concept of a demon Summoning him to another world Because he got great negotiation skills And he wants to use him To build his army Extremely interesting it Sounds great actually It does sound real good <laughs> Real good um, We're almost world's finest assassin Mixed with like uh, How I really should we put the kingdom uh, Yeah of exactly And I it got me It got me pondering on What kind of series this is I hope it comes out in anime soon because I'm probably not going to read it but what life skills do you have that would be worthy of being summoned to another world I mean for me sex no I'm just I'm kidding but I'm not kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm but I'm not I'm kidding I'm fucking kidding I'm kidding what the fuck is wrong with you bro oh yeah yeah um I'm just keeping it real, but uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I could build and fix computers, I guess. Nah, that's something. Say we're gonna say finances. Um, <laughs> we're gonna put Polo in the finances. I ain't good at math. That's the wrong place to put me. <laughs> but it don't mean you ain't good at handling money. Yeah, I know that's right. Uh, what am I gonna say? Optimism. <laughs> <laughs> the optimism is what gets you summoned to it. Hey, that's dope though. I like that. The optimist like, hero gets summoned to another world for his optimism. You, oh, you, no. can't, you can't tell me shit going wrong because I'm gonna make sure it's going right. There <laughs> it gonna, is. We're gonna make it happen. I think me and you the same in that aspect. 
I, I like that. I like that. That's fucking funny. I like my first answer better. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on to another Rob, our boy Rob J. What up, Rob? He says, uh, <laughs> he says, what are your thoughts on, uh, what are your thoughts on people who think the animation? Oh, let me just make sure I read this right. Cause this is important. What are your thoughts on the people who think that quote, the animation carries Demon Slayer unquote. That's his first question. He got a few questions in here. Few great questions. Go ahead, hit that one. Uh, what do I think about those people? They're they want they want an excuse to hate it. They don't really have much to say, so they decide to use the fact that it's only because the animation carries it. The animation is what carries Demon Slayer. Make it good. No, 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 no. No, they just need an excuse to say it's a bad show, and their excuse is going to be because. The animation carries it. They don't have a real reason why it's a bad show. Maybe it's just not their thing. Maybe they think it's boring, but I would rather them say that opposed to using this animation bullshit because it's just it's just a layman's excuse. They don't have a real reason. Like I can give you a real reason why I'm not enjoying Attack on Titan. I can give you a real reason why I actually very much so dislike Black Clover. I can give you a reason why I don't like Fairy Tale. But the the people who just says the animation carries Demon Slayer don't have a real reason, so that's the reason that they use. So I agree with Polo, but also I have I, I I follow that that whole concept with two different schools of thoughts, right? The first school of thought is that there's someone who's either like our age or slightly older who just doesn't want to like change, so mm. they're gonna say the animation is carrying it Speak. instead of actually just diving into it. They're stuck on Dragon Ball and stuff like that. Speak. And the second school of thought is that they are what they call themselves eccentric they're trying to be <laughs> different um and because the it's contrarians such, yeah yeah because there is so it's so dynamic and there's mm. so much going on they're trying to take away from the actual quality and other things outside of the animation because there's so much quality put into the animation well put so you know they're essentially they're both groups of haters just two different types well put well put uh, favorite smoothie I swear We need to give Rob Access to our Get to know Mike Check white for white Full doc And just have him Add questions in there Facts <laughs> But favorite smoothie um, uh, Go ahead I'm gonna go with um, uh, Something simple Strawberry banana With a little bit of protein in My there. brother I'm the same way Minus the protein But the strawberry and banana Even though I'm allergic to banana I, I just cannot do Without <laughs> I just cannot do Without the strawberry Banana smoothie bro The only The thing is It's not like shrimp for me Like it's not gonna kill me You know Shrimp will actually kill me But the bananas Just make my throat itch a little bit I'm, I'm serious I'm, I'm clearing I'm cleaning I'm itching my throat But that's about it That's about it Oh Oh, oh my god bro Yeah Yeah I'm sorry I know I know Oh my god I still eat it I guess Hello. no tomorrow <laughs> putting his life on a line no, hey but that is gonna kill me man <laughs> the, the shrimp will kill me he says uh he also his third question is will y'all ever implement um listeners sending in voice notes maybe in the future yes yes sending voice notes to the podcast that'll be incredible we might do that next week we're gonna figure it out um and incorporate and incorporate some voice note questions yeah that's easy to do that's very easy to do I can do just that. Just send them. Yeah, just send them. Send us voice notes next week. Um, 
his fourth question uh, before his last question is uh, he says, I know Polo is a big fan of Kanye. What are your thoughts on the Jesus documentary on Netflix? I didn't see it. Um, let me. I know I know Kanye's story relatively well because, again, I'm a big fan, huge fan. One of my favorite rappers of all time. I don't necessarily fuck with Kanye as a person. His he, he him as a person, I don't really care about. Um, his music is what is what gets me. Seeing having him have a his documentary on his life on how he got there is pretty cool, but I don't care about it. If that makes sense, Rob, I hope that makes sense. I don't really care about it. I I know I just his music's fucking incredible to me, and I can't can't shake the artistic genius that that is Kanye, and that's where I leave it. What what Polo is basically saying is that. You can fuck with Vincent Van Gogh. You just ain't got to give a fuck that he cut his ear off. What? <laughs> uh, close, close. I, I don't give a fuck about Vincent Van Gogh, but I, I will fuck with his paintings. Is more so the line he's trying to create. But uh, yeah, no. Um, definitely, definitely, probably won't watch that again. If I don't care about the character or even a person, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't it don't get my attention. It can't hold my attention. I don't care about Kanye as a person. His music is fucking incredible, though. So that's where that's where I leave it. And his last question is: "It say, oh yeah, one last thing. Out of all the streaming, this is such a good fucking question. Out of all the streaming platforms y'all have, which one do you use the least? Good question. Um, for me, Netflix. Second will be High Dive. That's another anime platform for those of you who are unaware, like Crunchyroll and Funimation." That has different kinds of anime, more etchy anime. I'm, I'm, I'm just when, when High Dive was on Verve. Me too, that. bro. Listen, Verve lost like 15 channels. Listen, <laughs> Verve is just, oh Verve is God. just Crunchyroll now. I wish I remember when they had Critical Role on Verve. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, what do I use the least right now? Is Netflix is number one that I use the least. I use YouTube every day. <laughs> true, true. Uh, let me think. Yeah, so Netflix is the least, and then Amazon Prime. Mm, Amazon Prime, I forgot about the shit. I forgot I had that shit. Yeah, I'll, I've literally only used Prime Video for Vox Machina, and we've had it forever. Mm. Yeah, I think I only used it for that, too. And Invincible and shit like that. Yeah, and Invincible, but that was it. That was <laughs> that's it. it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thanks, Rob, man. We might have to get you access to that doc so you can add questions to it. Because we're running along questions. All right, man. And with that, let's get into this review. Let's do it. All right. So, again, we just reviewed uh, Demon Slayer and Sammy District uh, arc last week. So, most of you are probably familiar with how this works. But for those of you who aren't, we're going to touch on how our reviews work. Uh, I got to cut this out again because I forgot to fucking up the dot okay so our reviews work like this we have five categories in which we rate an anime each host rates an anime the five categories are animation sound design pacing plot and characters we review those five categories using the 20 point scale obviously the 20 point scale being 1 1.5 etc um after we rate those five categories we each get a overall score by averaging those scores out um, from each of our hosts, and then we combine our both both of our scores together to get the Mike Check Waifu Waifu official review score for the show. 
Uh, this week we're reviewing a cartoon, a cartoon brought to you by Critical Role, um, a what they call themselves a nerdy ass voice actor group that, <laughs> that sit around the table and play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, mm-hmm. But this is about uh, one of their very first campaign um, and their characters. It's a very great, great show. And by great show, I mean the original Critical Role um, D&D game on Twitch. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's a great, great show. Watching voice actors getting a bag live is something special. Ridiculous. Yeah, especially uh, voice actors of this caliber. Like these, these people are very well known in the video game, cartoon, and uh, anime industry. Like for instance, Laura Bailey paid Balma back in the day. Like it's just, it's just so many. Not Balma. Um, no, it was. Was it Balma? I think it was actually. Uh, anyway, I digress. A gr- uh, it's a cast of, of great characters. Um, but so for this review, we're gonna give our overall thoughts, and then we're gonna go into the category rating before we give our overall rating. So, tell what was your overall thoughts of the uh, Critical Roles Vox Machina, The Legend of Vox Machina, on Amazon Prime? Uh, oh wait. Yeah, what was your thoughts? Don't, don't, don't. This is gonna sound crazy, but I loved every second of it, bro. Interesting. Like, I don't, I don't think there was a part of it I didn't enjoy. Mm. Um, I, I think I have some of the same gripes that you said it about or, um, immediately. Mm-hmm. But uh, those things make a lot of sense to me. Uh, only for because of the fact that I know how D and D plays out, right? And and I find myself thinking like when some of these scenarios happen. Uh, they fall or these creatures get instantly killed. I'm like, oh, they had to roll a D20 right there. Or they had to roll a natural one right there. Like, you know, I find myself putting, like, getting into the character or getting into the role of playing D&D and seeing how these things will play out in in game. I'm just like, yeah, they was definitely rolling. Uh, But obviously, I think there was some uh, logistical issues in terms of pacing. Uh, and I don't want to go too far into that yet because we're not there. But yeah, some some things just happen extremely swiftly. Yeah. Uh, and there was a couple like a couple other things I had a problem with. But other than that, like the 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 story to me was really cool. Um, th- I loved hearing them do this whole like talking, the narration, and like the beginning and like stuff like that was gold. Mm-hmm. Um, all the music was good. Fantastic, right? <laughs> so good. It's, it's, it's gonna be. It's, I, I, I find I find myself thinking that I know what this review is gonna kind of be like, mm. and and I feel like this happens every single time. But I always give something a higher score than Polo does. I'll be trying not to. <laughs> no, it's, I, it's whatever you feel. I, it's gonna be whatever I feel. But we always end up on the uh, like either even or I gave it a higher score. And even though I know Polo, I think Polo is more invested in this one than I was. But I find myself, I feel like I just enjoyed it so much that it, it was crazy. What, what, what were your thoughts though, bro? Because so, I, I know you gave a little bit of your thoughts earlier. Yeah, but, last know. week. But like, okay, so for me, I started at episode 11 on the Twitch stream. So this was many fucking years ago. Long, long time ago. So many years ago. Started in, a, in like episode eleven, then went back, started from scratch. So I know I know this story 
from like the campaign, the actual D and D campaign, is fucking phenomenal. Where what you said is absolutely correct. Doors were Vox Machina's worst fucking enemy in the entire D and D campaign. They rolled natural ones on so many like, trying to lock pick doors. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that, so, that shit was funny, bro. <laughs> anytime you heard them say "I fucking hate doors," is exactly what they said in the D and D campaign because they could not get doors open to save their fucking lives because they just kept rolling natural ones. So that it's little shit like that in the show that is so fucking funny so funny so phenomenal so well done because you have to capture that those moments in those dnd games because those are moments where the t- twitch chat blew the fuck up like trying to open in a very important door for a situation that's extremely dire <laughs> and not being able to is was so fucking good. it's just so good it's but so good it's got, i'm sorry I, i'm just gonna interject one thing right here real quick when it was opening the final door, yeah. <laughs> and a giant hole in the door. He got this lock picks, yeah. <laughs> this giant hole. And I'm like, yeah, how does that even work? That yeah. don't make no sense. This is a magical door. He got his lock. <laughs> he got his lock picks on the door. I'm just like, okay. It's hilarious, man. It's hilarious, bro. It was great, but it's like in the D and D world, your character don't care about that when you rolling as a character. They don't right. care how big that that lock pick hole is. They gonna try they and pick try the lock. It. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible, man. It's it's so funny to just listen that because you got to understand like all the other characters, right? The other characters that aren't Keyleth, that aren't Grog, that aren't Scanlan, that aren't um, Vex and uh, Vex and Vax. All those characters that aren't those characters were all voiced by Matthew Mercer, and Matthew Mercer being the voice of Silas in this show, but he was also like many other fucking characters that you couldn't even tell that he was the voice of, like. Because he's Matt Mercer. Because he's Matt Mercer. He's just that fucking good. But to hear these other characters voiced by other people, like Uriel voiced by um, Kari Payton, which is the guy guy from uh, The Walking Dead who played um, King Ezekiel. Like, to hear all of these different voices come together from years of watching Matthew Mercer voice literally all of them was something special because this is this is how I my imagination this is where my imagination put me when he would do these characters or when he would have conversations with himself because he's the NPCs in this, in his world. So he have these conversations between himself and then the characters kind of interject or they'll eavesdrop or whatever the case may be. But you just see that all played out and what is very well animated, like tip mouse did a very well, damn good job at animated and not perfect. I would say that it's not definitely not perfect, but it was something way better than I thought. Um, and with that being said, let's get into the starting to review these categories. Oh, okay. With the first category we're going to review today is the animation. Pull away. Animation is uh, art style, visual direction, scenery, overall view and experience. Um, I'm going to start with this one. So for me, the overall. Oh, 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 <sighs> fanboy aside. Okay. Because I absolutely love this. Again, I backed it on fucking Kickstarter. That's how much I loved it. I, I have. Hold on. Vamp for me. <laughs> All right. So Polo's about to go grab something in the background. Let's see what he rolls for his uh, search check. He rolls his dice. Hmm. A nat okay. twenty on his finding his of whatever he's found. I'm back. Let's see. Like I like I fucking I like I got the character art of this shit. I got all kinds of stuff from my Kickstarter backing. Like it's that's that's how much of a fan of this I am. Fanboy aside, the animation was uh 
slightly above average for me. It wasn't it wasn't perfect. A lot of it was stiff. A lot of it was Justice League esque. And a lot of Justice League animation is very, very stiff. Very, 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 very stiff. I'm gonna need you to go look at a clip before you keep making that face tell. It's not it's not the smoothest animation. It's not you're not gonna get that keyframe art that you're gonna get in fucking my dress up darling or any anime movie you'll ever see or even the justice league movies you won't get that kind of uh you you won't get that quality here but it was above average definitely above average so i gave this a 7.5 hold up bro yeah i think we need to go back on our invincible review because i think we gave invincible like an eight an animation yes it was better (laughs) Was it? Yes, absolutely. I don't Abs- agree with that. It was most certainly better. Most certainly better. From like when he was getting punched in the face and you would see the, the you would actually see the blood drip down and not the blood just appearing. Like it was it was definitely better. Alright. So I, I get what Polo is saying. Um I I think the animation fit very well for the kind of world this is and hate to compare it to anime because of what it is but like what Polo said like the keyframe moments and stuff like that those are very important for certain scenarios um I I give it an 8.5 wow um, damn a whole 10 points I, higher huh? okay. I thought it was I mean I thought it was good bro I, I would watch that animation style I'd be okay with that if every cartoon I watched like every American cartoon I ever watched was animated like that I will watch it nonstop. Like, and then when they switch to like things like battle scenes and whatnot, the battle scene animations were very high quality in my opinion. Like, there for was cartoons. Yeah, there I'm was not, one I'm, that there was like two that were above, like above and beyond. Yeah, I'm not saying that I think they're capable of, but not a lot. Because I don't think, like, I don't, I just don't see the. And I'm, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Justice League and stuff like that. But even like the Justice League movies, um, like the Marvel cartoon movies, the only only uh, of those movies that felt like they were animated extremely well was like the Batman when he went back in time into feudal Japan era that was animated like an anime. Yeah, that's that's the only one that looked above average to me. Whereas this one just it felt it felt like it shit on those in my opinion. But yeah, eight point five because I mean if we're looking at the grand scope of animation, I think it was good, just not the best. Wow. Yeah, very, very different. Very, very different. So, even that, that three animation parts were really good. Like when they did the dragon. In absolutely, 3D. yeah, it was way, way, way better than than normal. But that's to be expected from American cartoons, I guess. They do that just better. Uh, next category we're gonna rate is the sound design, soundtrack, composition, sound effects, and how well it all tied together with the visuals. Uh, this one I think Polo is gonna agree with me on. Um, I loved our bard. Bards are my favorite characters. That's the character I play predominantly. That's Scanlan Shorthard, aka Sam Regal. Scanlan, the Scanlan hand, and <laughs> the Scanlan. I love that shit so much. Um, the fact that so many of so much of his stuff was based around like auditory stuff, um, singing, uh, the actual music that just played in general, uh, which is hilarious because he did that in, in the table table game too like he would always make songs for whenever he give somebody his inspiration dice he would inspire him with a song that he created like right off the spot it's great and, and that's something i used to do too i, I either i make like a quick quick poem or something like that because i can't sing uh, <laughs> but yeah 10 out of 10 on sound bro it's 10 
Yeah, Jesus the voice actor to me was amazing. Uh, overall sound was great. Heads getting bashed in, like when what's his name, Grog, Grog was yeah. chopping through the giant zombie. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I love it. My, but go ahead. My my only gripe I have is, and not only gripe, but I have quite a few gripes. But the gripe I have with with the Grog thing is he only said his initial tagline once throughout the entire show, and his tagline <laughs> is, "I would like to rage." And he only said that once the entire once, show. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on, man. All these opportunities for him to say, oh, I like to Ray. Like, that was his shit in the, in the table, in the table, um, table shows. But anyway, I mean, the sound design was great. The voice acting itself is probably some of the best you'll ever hear. Like, hearing Laura Bailey in the cartoon again. No, you know who she was? She wasn't in Dragon Ball Z. She was, what's her name from, um, she was, Yusuke's girlfriend and Yu Yu Hakusho. That's who mm-hmm. she was. Um, I don't know why I said Boma. Boma was definitely a different voice actress, but I digress. Listen, she could, she could have been. Um, go ahead. I, I can't think of the name, but go ahead. Yeah. She, so um, hearing Laura Bailey as as her character was phenomenal. She's like she was like the leader of the group um, during the table game. Her and um, her Max. No, her and Percy was the leaders. Oh yeah, it makes when sense. It, when it came to like conversations and shit. But yeah, uh, even Talison. Talison, he was probably the least experienced because Talison always played like voices and MMOs and and like the voices that you would always hear in like uh, quote unquote lower budget games. He was not really the the big the big chair, uh, so to speak, with with all these voice actors. But he fucking killed it as Percy. Like yeah, this gave him time to expand. Like you know, like un- really get into it. Like he was unbelievable. At, not to take over your, your moment, but I'm just saying, like, to think about the idea of having the, just a chance to sit there. You're playing a game, mm-hmm. and you just talk. But like, you talk in a character. You really get to live that character. Yeah. Is that I think that probably made him shine. And he was essentially the main antagonist and protagonist in this in this series, essentially. Uh, but like. It was phenomenal. Like the voice acting alone was phenomenal. The music, great. Like above all, so good, so good. Um, but as far as the sound effects, I I didn't really hear it, you know. And that's not a good thing nor a bad thing. Um, music and voice acting carried it alone for me. I'm gonna have to give it an eight point five. Is where I stand on that. I don't really, I don't see a ten at all. Like at all. But you know, it's my brother. And I believe him. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought you was going to agree with me on that one. No. Because no. I, I actually found myself because I know I've talked about this before, but like I've been so engrossed in some things mm-hmm. that I just didn't hear the sound. Like I was like almost so focused on it. I was just watching the show and there was like no sound and I had to go back and rewatch it. And I'm like, oh, that's where, the, that's what the sound was. And it was like, but like I said, I, I really... I felt like I was really invested in watching this when I was watching it. Yeah. It was just so many moments. I was just like, I was drawn in and I, it was the entire ambience of the thing that pulled me in. So I, I can get that. Yeah. And like, and I'm the opposite. So whenever I don't hear or hear, like when I, when I don't have a, a, a sound, like other than the music, obviously, and other than the voice acting, if I don't hear it, then I'm like, it's, it must be just okay. You know? Like when it's really good, I normally fucking like, damn, damn, you know. And I just I didn't have that moment. Um, so the next up is pacing. 
Pacing is episode to episode strength and continuity. How well it developed the story and how it unfolded during this as the series went on. Oh, it's my, my turn to start, huh? Um, yeah, pacing. <sighs> this, this is a really, really fucking tough one. And this is a tough one for me because, again, I know what they're covering. These episodes of this Twitch broadcast were four and a half hours long. They were four and a half hours long. There's like 140 something episodes of this. So think about it. You're sitting at a table for four and a half hours, five, sometimes even six hours. And they're trying to consolidate this entire arc, which was like, I don't know, 25, 35 episodes that were four hours long. I'm complimenting them and being able to do what they did, period, in this such a short amount of time. But the relationship development, pacing, the character building wasn't really there for newcomers, I think. I think the pacing was the hardest part of this show that was hard to get. And it hurts me to say, because as somebody who knows all these characters very, very well, like going into it knowing the characters, really easy to understand what the fuck is going on. But the way they kind of sped through a lot of like some of the traveling they did or some of the conversations they had that led to the romances, they were just out. It didn't feel right. Um, so for me, I think this was the worst part of the show. Not saying that the show was bad, but the pacing was probably the worst part of the show. And I'm gonna have to give it a 6.5 and it hurts. But I have to be real. I have to keep it real. Tell. Uh, God, I agree with all of that. That hurts so bad. And I'm surprised he gave it a 6.5. Because uh, the pacing in this was, was honestly, it was bad. I, I get why they had to do it, though, because there's just too much to put into this. Um, and. And, but, uh, and sorry to interject, but, but with how. Like with what they had to work with, I still think they did really, really well. Yeah, I mean, and I was, I found, my, I found myself doing this a lot. Uh, I'm watching and I'm like, damn, they ain't resting. Like these characters seem like they take very little rest, and yes. you, rest is imperative in the D and D world, or else you don't have any spell slots. You can't do any magic. Mm-hmm. Can't you, you? Tire. You can't heal yourself. There's just so much going on, and it's like, I'm just thinking like, how are they pulling this off? And I, I, I had to take myself out of that. But like, there was moments when I couldn't figure out how long, uh, what's her name? How long Pike was yeah, gone. Pike Trickfoot. I'm just like, yo. What? <laughs> how, how long has she been gone for? <laughs> we don't know, exactly. What's funny about that is Pike Trickfoot, AKA Ashley Johnson was recording a show in New York at the time that this campaign was going on. So she was always in and out and in and out and in and out this entire D&D campaign. So for them to take her away like they did was kind of, it, it was kind of canon because she was always disappeared because she would go record a show that, that was being filmed on NBC or something like that. Um, I forgot what that show was called. She was like a forensic scientist. She was a main character in that show. So like <laughs> she was always off and on and off and on from LA to New York, LA to New York. So that's why they had to do it like that. So I, I mean, it, it makes sense, again, if you know that story, if you know that context. But if you don't, then it's kind of weird. Yeah. It just but feels like, weird. If. Because how far did she go, right? Like, 
Yeah, yeah. But like, I was thinking like the whole time, when is she gonna finally show up again? Like, is she part of this story? But I'm like thinking like, cause I caught on. I was I didn't get into critical role until way after this. But uh, I agree with Polo on the pacing, six point five. Uh, so sad. I I will be honest. I think it's I think it's below average, and I think it deserves honestly like a five. But the the six point five is because. I know what they had to put in to get here. Mm. Like, if if this was a manga and I knew that they could fit more time, like more into this, and they just were just really bad at it, then that's different. But this is, I don't think this is a bad job at pacing. I just think this is the best they could do with what they had. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The plot, the plot consist of the overall story how well it was written and how the story resonated with us as the viewer my good oh it's still your turn to start alright this is uh, to me this story had three plot lines the dragon um, the demon and the briarwoods and all three of those like you might have forgot about the dragon but it, it comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Briarwoods were almost, they seemed like the main story until you get to the end. And there was still that 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 smoke that came around the entire time. I love the plot of this. This shit was great. I would have loved to have played in this D&D campaign. Man, bro. I was like, so, oh, so good. I was like, yo. It's entirely too fucking good. Um, the plot was probably one of my like more like favorite points and just how the characters even like built up around each other for the plot plot to me is like a 9.5 wow (laughs) yeah man again from somebody who knows this plot almost inside and out this shit is incredible it was really good what's (laughs) no because i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna say that what's good is that it's just so much more to come you know like so much more what you think is done ain't done what you think is like the main plot isn't like and it's all again created by Matthew Mercer himself like this is a fresh D&D world this D&D world does not exist mm-hmm. at all and like the, that uh, class that Percy has completely new all of it like uh, almost all of it like it's fucking crazy he he what Matthew Mercer built this entire world of Alexandria is so huge and so large. His other two campaigns take place in the same world, and they're pretty good. They're not as good as Vox Machina, but they're pretty good. Um, but like, it's so well done, so so well done. I'm gonna have to give it a nine. The reason why it's not um, more is because because I know more, you know. But um, does that does that take away from what you got here? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, totally, right. totally, um, for sure. Uh, yeah, the plot is great though. The plot is absolutely great. Um, let's move on to the characters. Characters would be uh, the uh, relatability, overall development, and the growth of the characters, and how memorable how memorable they were. For me, this is easy. The characters was the best part of the entire show. I, obviously, I'm, I'm attached. Okay. <laughs> like I'm very much so attached, but the characters are extremely, extremely special for the story that they build. The brother and sister between Vex and Vo- uh, Vex and Vax, 
the the whole Percy thing was huge. Keyleth is absolutely hilariously silly. Um, Pike, Trickfoot, and Grog's like best friend best friendships they got going on is incredible. Grog is such a fucking funny character. Like a giant barbarian idiot was just fucking fantastic. He was like that in the table tabletop too. The way they played him, so they brought them to life. Uh, to the point where it was extremely, extremely special for me. I gave the characters a ten. I think the tens, the, the ten is well deserved, well earned from not not just them as like characters, but the way they was how well they were acted too. They were brought to life. They literally brought those characters to life so well. So for me, it's a ten. Uh, I piggyback off everything Polo said. Um, as a seasoned D and D player. They played their roles very well, and they didn't have to tell me what classes they played because, mm-hmm. <laughs> funny enough, they stuck to the stereotypes of their classes. Very much so. <laughs> the the druid, possible wild mage sorcerer, was a tree hugger. Um, <laughs> the the rogue was very rogue esque and couldn't pick locks sometimes. Uh, the archer slash like. She did some light magic stuff. Did exactly what you expected her to do. The hunter, uh, yeah, hunter, hunter. Uh, they, the 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 uh, barbarian did barbarian. I would like to rage stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know the and and like I said, the the pike being the um, cleric mm-hmm. did very cleric stuff. Um, these characters were great in terms of just overall who they were, how they were played. Um, Scanlan being my favorite because he is the class I, I actually play the most. Uh, so I do piggyback off everything Polo said. 10 out of 10. The only character I had the hardest time remembering was Pike. And now it's just because of her her time frame in it. But her moments were all very memorable. And her you could tell that even though she wasn't 100% in there like how the other characters were, the characters, what they did that was beautiful was that they made made it always seem like she was part of everything. Mm-hmm. They missed her. They spoke about her often. So it was never like Pike was not there. It was like Pike will be back. Yep. Yeah. And that's real. That's real. Uh, I love the way they did that with the whole uh, astral projection thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's, uh, it's special. There is... um. There's something crazy about because like what it what sucks is again is because of the the arc that this covers this completely misses when um uh when Vex gets his uh gets his dagger his dagger mm-hmm. that that he can literally his yeah his he can literally throw and it, he can either teleport to it or it teleports back to him I wish they would have show how he got that dagger because that's a that was an awesome freaking moment the way the way that kind of played out he just had it um which is cool too but i, th- I think they would have been dope if they would have showed that and like the story somehow maybe a flashback or whatever but i know how again i know how hard this had to be trying to consolidate all those hours of content into a 12 a 12 episode 24 minute series uh, really really hard to do can i say something about what you just said though yeah because i thought about that same exact thing because i wasn't into you know, critical role at that point. Mm-hmm. Polo was in the critical role way before I, I even knew about it. I didn't even know they did D and D online at that point. Um, but 
when I saw him throw it and it teleported back to him and then I saw him light it on fire, I'm just like, yo, <laughs> these characters like level twenty characters. <laughs> well, no, like, not quite, but. but I mean, yeah, but they like, you know, they, they higher level characters. I wanna know like how they got this stuff and what's mm-hmm. going on. They fighting blue dragons, they not weak characters. And I mean, they're not winning against Blue Dragon. They, they're not. They're not weak characters. Right. So I'm thinking, like, yo, it would be super cool to know. But also, I played D campaigns with people who were already in a campaign, right? Mm. And they just took these characters from that old campaign and brought them into a new campaign. We all started at this level, and they already had that equipment and stuff like that. And that's kind of how it is in the adventuring world. You know, if you run into somebody. They have equipment. You don't necessarily know their entire backstory. Mm-hmm. That's just part of that character. That character was already well equipped and endowed with these, with this magic and stuff like that. So sometimes it's just like you'll figure it out as you go. Right. Uh, how, will they be able to implement that? Because it would be super cool to know some of those things, like how those weapons came about or, and how what they had to do to even get there. Because that seems like a legendary item. Like that's yeah. not some weapon that anybody can just have. Oh, yeah. I, I will say I loved how they gave Grog the sword because there's a whole story behind that sword and what he went through with that sword that is just fucking I'm dying for people to see for, I'm dying to see an animated because it was such a good little art too it was, it was so phenomenal alright with that that'll wrap up this uh, review let's discuss the scores so for animation Polo gave it a 7.5 Montel gave it an 8.5 for sound design, Polo gave it an 8.5, Tail gave it a 10. Pacing, I gave it a 6.5, Tail gave it a 6.5. For plot, I gave it a 9, Tail gave it a 9.5. Characters, we both gave it a 10. For my Polo's overall score being 8.3 and Tail's overall score being an 8.9, which means that the Critical oh, Role, right. The Legend of Vox Machina overall score is 8.6. Uh, which puts it just below Steins Gate, but just above <laughs> the Entertainment District, and still below B Stars. Still below B Stars. Let's go, <laughs> B Stars forever up there. <laughs> I still need to watch uh, season two so we can uh, review that and then combine those scores, and then watch it go up. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that second season real good. It is actually, bro. It is. 8.6, man. So I'm not going to go through all of our reviews again because I just did that last episode. But just to give you a little reminder of our top five number one anime, Astro Lost in Space. Number two anime, oh, Astro Lost in Space with a 10, obviously, the only rated 10 anime we have. Number two, uh, 9.8 or nine, oh, fuck, Clanad with a 9.8. Number three, uh, my Team Romantic Comedy Series with a 9.45 and number four, Fire Force with a 9.35. I can't wait till you come back, Fire Force. We miss you. Uh, number five, Promise Neverland, 9.3. Fuck me. Okay. Promise Neverland Season 1. Yes. Thank you, Tell. Promise Neverland Season 1. <sighs> Grimgar, Fantasy, and Ash. I'm going to put that above Promise Neverland because they both had the same score. So let's do that. Yeah, please. Take it up the let's, top five. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wee, man. 9.3. Because Fantasy and Ash deserves that 9.3. Promise Neverland? No. No. Not after that season two. No. <laughs> that season one. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Season, season one. two? Mm-mm. Okay. So. Thank y'all so much for rocking with that review. Um, we appreciate that. 
Man, all right, with that review done. Let's get into let's get to know my check waifu waifu. Uh, with that being said, this is a part of a podcast where one of us rolls a random number generator, the other reads a question associated with that number. This week is Tell's turn to roll that random number generator, and my turn to read the question. What you got for me, Tell? Eighteen. Uh, illegal. You get um, <laughs> you get to have your harem of six anime characters. Who do you choose? Oh my guy. Damn, they got us doing research in this motherfucker. You get to have a harem of six characters. Who do you choose? I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it G. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do Mira. Uh, I'm gonna do Mira is from uh, World's End Harem, by the way, the purple hair chick. For those of you who are underwear. Um, this is hard, man. This is very, very hard. <sighs> because the problem with this is they have to be adults. Obviously. You know what? I'm going to go with Chateau. Noble from uh, Love of Kill. Mm-hmm. She definitely harem that's, material. That's some recency bias right there, though. Oh, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to keep it to this season. I might fail. Um. Uh. Fuck. This is tough, man. Kana from Land of Lido. More recency bias. I'm trying to keep it recent, intentionally. Mm. Oh. Hyling, Queen Hyling, of course. My queen. Six is too many. That's too many. That's all. I'm going to just do that many. Fuck it. That's enough. Three. And it tells three. All right. Marcus said Kirsu. Okay. Great. Number uh, one. Uh, Rem. Of course, yes. Uh, who's number three, though? <laughs> it's tough. Arish Kigal from um, Fate Granddaughter. Let's get it. That's perfect. Those three and my three equals six, which means our six combined equals our harem together. Weird. Uh, but... <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to spoil some AOT. We're going to spoil some shit, bro. Love Platinum it. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Platinum in. And what else? Love of Kill, maybe? Yeah, let's do Love of Kill, Platinum in, or Attack on Titan. AOT. Let's do it. We'll be right back after these. I've been working on locking. Get back to you nightly, you know I got a plan Hoping that you might be slipping to my bed Baby, do me nicely, baby, do me nicely
This is gonna take some editing. Y'all, 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 y'all didn't notice what I had to do, but man, I gotta fucking cut and, and chop and switch and flip and and you've officially been <laughs> chopped and screwed. Hey, screw, screw, chop. Oh, anyway, um, yeah, welcome back to episode one four one of Palindrome. Mike check white for white food. Listen, we gonna spoil love of kill first. It's hard when you don't have like main stays, you know, like Demon Slayer or I guess you got Attack on. So let's do Attack on Titan first. Well, let's that's also we could. Well, I guess we ain't gonna do our attacks. I don't say if you want to spoil a little bit of your experience with our attacks. No, I mean because it's just it's only a few episodes, so it's not enough. All right, all right, then let's 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 go to uh, Love Kill. Oh, Love a Kill first. Okay, yeah, let's do that, man. This fucking episode was crazy, bro. Intense as fuck, bro. This, this it's very intense. This episode has the most um lines from Shatu that we we have ever had. Like this is the most she's ever talked in the episode ever. And it was the most tense and heartbreaking yet understanding yet gut punching shit mm-hmm. ever. I was so glad though when this episode turned out to be the way it was because he our Rang Ha didn't get blamed for uh the chief being Stabbed in the throat I thought if they would have went that way I'm like man fuck this shit man Cause it just I don't know I kind of would have been turned off from it. it I mean I get where you're coming from for that But I probably wouldn't necessarily been turned off Cause they've been playing him as Almost like the scapegoat the entire time Like he might yeah. get like He might be, end up in that scenario Um, I'm happy that he didn't end up in that scenario Me too. Um, And it was someone else Who he seemingly knows Um well, I think it's obvious that he knows mm-hmm. or knows this guy. But uh, it, I was more interested in the conversations in this episode because so obviously cool. the action was actioning, and they did they did the motion. I feel like very well, it's but terrible, yeah. I think the the emotional motion <laughs> was better in this series, yeah. uh, at least this time. Um, when we saw that uh, the captain was stabbed in the neck and. You know, Ryang Ha says, look, it's up to you to hold on until they get here. You yeah. know, and that that's basically his way of clearing his name. Yep. He was telling him, like, hold on, you know, because if you don't hold on, Ryang Ha seemed like he was cool regardless. Like, people going to hate me no matter what I do because that's the position I'm in. Right. But if you hold on, you know, you can be a man of whatever you, you might want to be. 
I absolutely, absolutely love the fact that um, when he is found, and the first thing he says to Shatu is, "It wasn't him." I'm mm-hmm. like, man, because it was. It would have been so easy for because she knows that they were going to meet, right? Obviously, so with that, it just seems so perfect for them to to put the scenario on him and the chief was smart enough to say like, yo, I gotta, I gotta make sure I clear this. So they understand that this wasn't him so that they can get to whoever really did this and find out the reason behind it. I think I thought it was a, a just a sick moment, man. Cause it's a lot and of also time, to uh, clear, well, clear her name, you know, yeah, clear her conscience. Yeah. 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 Clear, clear her conscience. But you know that any other anime would have done the atypical, right? May the antagonist be the villain. And it, I don't know. I just, I, I'm glad it didn't go that way because it would have been extremely just predictable. Yeah, they, they gave us some love and some grace on that. Um, but after that, we still see that uh, Chateau is kind of like torn and conflicted, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's obvious that she feels like this comes, like what happened comes with him being around. You know, like even though it's not Rianha's fault exactly, it still comes with him being around. But we almost kind of get like the sense of that's not really the scenario, that it's more or less following her for her past. Yeah, so they figure out who did that to the chief. She runs into him and he gives her an ultimatum. Um, the ultimatum is, hey, you bring me Ring Ha at this particular situation, the next stop, and your mother's going to be saved because they play a recording of her being obviously talked to by one of his people and is putting her in a tight situation. She's obviously pissed. She goes to Ring Ha like, yo, I got to I gotta give you up because of this situation. And then that's when she goes into her whole dialogue and her dialogue again being the most she's ever spoken in the entire series in this mm-hmm. one episode like this one scene in this one episode um but she literally weighs like tell said is the reason behind everything happening first she think it's him but then she's like but wait it's him because of me because i could have easily took pushed him away but i kept leading him on in this weird way which is not true but pseudo true because there is ways she could have just ignored like there was a way she could just get away right but Mm -hmm. she decided not to because of whatever reasoning that's keeping her attached to him and with that being said she's like yo the only way I can figure out to solve this problem is and, and that's when she puts the gun to her head which was a scene that I'm like damn like what is the other way like everything she said makes so much logical sense and I'm not a champion for that kind of stuff at all never but the fact that the writing was so good that it had me like shit I can't think of any other way you know I mean like not not saying that I can't think of any other way because of course there's another way but I just felt like the way she felt was the right way to it's weird to say it, the right way to feel you know she she said uh before she got to that point it's like you're seared in my mind you know like mm-hmm. he, he she keeps seeing him in her mind even though that's not necessarily what she wants right so you kind of i'm not gonna say you see that coming but you can see why that's what she thinks right. you know like 
that's what she's feeling because that's that's all that she has to feel because there's nothing else like with this with this scenario in your mind with this person in your mind and seeing what comes along with it just kind of feels like there's only one option so i i agree like yeah like we want a champion of action we can understand why that was the first thing to come to mind and, yeah and the way he moved to it almost gave us that that insight of like it might not be he might not make it in time but uh he he did he made it stopped it and you know wh- how did you kind of feel going forward after that i didn't i was lost and not in a bad way like they didn't know what they were doing but i was in, i was lost in the sense of like what the fuck is going on like why would he f- maybe it's just to black her out to keep her safe obviously that's what he did but him doing that put me in like a, a weird place you know like she didn't she don't need that right now like that's just not the yeah. I don't think that's the next play you, you go for and um, I, I agree I don't think that's the next play you know while I don't uh, agree with putting your hands on women I think he was trying he was trying to get across that you care for your life more than you think like right like yeah you're in a, a shitty scenario right now but me doing this puts you in a position where you feel like you want your life and you don't want to experience mm-hmm. what you're experiencing now. And I think that's the shittiest thing Rianha has done so far. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it feels out of character, but it did feel like this isn't the same love he's been showing her all this time, but he's also like a trained assassin. So he, I feel like, I guess he knew he wasn't going to kill her. Yeah. He just, he want, I guess he's trying to get his point across. That's it. That's exactly what it is. And yeah, I, I think I just had a, a mental flip. I did. Maybe it was necessary so that she can understand that dying isn't what she want. And the fact that she was even concerned that to be an option. She, and what he's doing now proves that that's not really it. So what it did was not only did it uh, stop her from doing it in the first place and then putting her in a situation where she couldn't stop him from doing what he's about to do, but it's also helping her realize I don't want to die yet because she was fighting for her life. So no, I don't like no. it, but necessary, I guess. What? And I'm, I, I might be recalling this right, but the the end scenes roll after that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like looking like that seems like it's kind of fast, like the end scenes roll kind of fast. Mm-hmm. It's like 17 minutes, something like that, with an end, end credits roll. And I'm like, oh no! So we got like something else happening. It gave me almost 86 vibes. Not just like, yeah. I know 12 days, 86. But we get at last the last few minutes of this episode is like a Ryang Ha flashback. Yeah. And that was I mean what what's going on, bro? Like like, no. like so we get to see Ryang Ha as a kid. Right. But but I feel like we didn't get the full grasp of like what what that environment he was in was. Yeah, so my thing is, is was that Ring Ha or Rang Ha? Or was it somebody who identity he's taken? 
I mean, I guess that's also possible. Because it didn't, Ring Ha doesn't have freckles. You know what I'm saying? Ring Ha eyes isn't mm-hmm. shaped that way. And I think that made that an intentional, an intentional Different. difference. Like they, because they showed this kid's face clear as day. They showed the freckles clear as day. They showed the eye shape clear as day intentionally to show us that, hey, I mean, you know, it's different. And, you know, yeah, surgery, whatever have you can do all kinds of things. But I don't think it's I don't think that's it. I think this is somebody who's uh, whose life he's taken over. But it's somebody who shot to know knows like the original wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. It's deeper. Obviously, it's deeper than it seems clearly clear as day. But. I fucking can't wait to see where where this takes us. This is an incredible show. This episode specifically, yeah, was, uh, for sure, top fucking tier. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Next up is uh, I guess. I mean, we don't really have to discuss Attack on Titan too much if you don't want. Yeah, we can just say it was it was a bad episode after the rumble that happened. I don't know what's going on with this anime. It just went. Yeah, this is all shit they could have covered in like one or two episodes. Um, I I'd say I would I definitely rather talk about Platinum in than AOT yeah. right now. Yeah, AOT is kind of taking dips. Oh, we're taking dips. It it been dipped for me, but you know what I mean. It took. Uh, let me just put it this way: it took me three hours to watch Platinum in three whole hours to watch Platinum in. Mm-hmm. The reason being is because I will start it. I'm watching it. It's starting. They talking. And I'm like, fuck. Pause it. Look at my phone. Watch a YouTube video. Go to the bedroom. Lay down for about, you know, 45 minutes. Come back. Press play. Watch it again. Stop. Look at my phone. <laughs> you know, I, I just kept doing that shit. I couldn't. I could not. I could not. You know how I said last week how I was falling asleep during AOT? But at least I was able to keep that shit on. Platinum man, I just kept wanting to stop. Like fuck, like just take a fucking breath. I'm like, stop, enough. I'm tired of this shit. Y'all killing me with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just watching. Like, yeah, what the? F- I'm done. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't care. The angels are dying off, or something's going on with the angels because God's dying off now because of old boy got his message out. The scientist man that hey God doesn't exist probably, and he's like one of the most famous people in their world. Because he won two Nobel Peace Prizes for God knows what. Um, nice. Science shit. Not a Peace Prize, it's Nobel Prize. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Not a Peace Prize, excuse me. But a Peace Prize, or a Nobel Prize, but for what? <laughs> who the fuck knows? Um, who the fuck cares? We found out about his childhood. Who the fuck cares? He a high school dropout, but like a college professor, science mm-hmm. something ish. They tried to explain the whole bullet thing that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. But even it, it, an angel could be sense. shot at point blank range. Didn't make sense to me because they got shot at in the blind blank. spots this time too. And Multiple they times. Still, they still dodged it. You know, and exactly what Polo said. That shit should be slow mo. They did that shit, and it was going towards their back. Bro, they con- <laughs> they contradicted themselves. And they contradicted themselves in the episode right after Because again they were fired at point blank range again Like they, they were fired from the opposite side of the building They shot again And then slow-mo happened And they all left They were all gone 
They just need a reason to get rid of a character. Just say that. That's it. That's it. Just have some. I mean, what else can they have happen? Because they will really fuck up their story. And then for the scientists to be like, yo, I don't really like to be a problem for anybody, but let me use my white arrow to kill this kid. Even though he's virtually dead anyway. I, I don't know. It's stupid. Uh, what do you what do you think is going to happen? Uh, so I think that our scientists do is going to kill everybody or attempt to kill everybody. Interesting. And the reason I say that is because he doesn't want anyone to become God. I think that he's going to attempt to kill everybody and just make this the end of the God selection process, period. Right. I, I think that's his goal, right? Attempt to kill everybody and then uh, him and his suicidal friend are going to try. He's going to probably like say we both white arrow each other at the same time or something like that. And they both die and remove the whole concept of God from this world, that kind of thing. Or he'll do the I become God and then say like this, this, is, what, this is what God is and we're done with this shit. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not. I'm not sure. I just... I don't think any of it is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think you saying interesting is proof that it's not actually interesting. Just the fact that I can think of something is more interesting than this. That's exactly uh, it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Because it's not interesting. But I hear what you're saying is like, yo, okay, all right, all right. I hear you. You know. But we gonna see, bro. I have no idea. What what, do, what is what do you what are your thoughts? What do you think is about to happen, man? Because at this point, I, at this, the fact that you even had that much to give is interesting. Uh, what's her name? Yellow. Yeah, yeah, yellow. She's she doesn't seem like she completely gave up on um, Mirai. I don't know. Her. And it's like, Very don't weird. you still got the red arrow in you, or is she just like the red arrow is affecting her in the white way that she's like so like? Oh, I don't want Mirai Mirai to die so bad. Like I don't want him to be God because I'll never see him again. And like, then. Is that what the is that what the thought process is? Because I thought the red arrow was like different. Like you just wanted whatever he wanted. Yeah. I'm confused. So yeah. are we contradicting ourselves again in the show? The show's full of full of contradictions, bro. I don't get it. Uh I don't care either. Like whew, it's so hard to turn this on every week. And I try to I try to fucking mix it up. I'm trying to find ways to watch it to where I feel better about watching it, right? Put it in reverse. <laughs> no, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like, okay, I'm putting on twenty Tokyo twenty fourth war, and then I'm then I'm going to like fucking uh, the strongest hero with the weakest crest, and then I'll go to platinum man, or I'll go to platinum man strongest hero with the weakest crest, and then like, in anywhere anywhere I put this show, it just feels worse. I don't think there's anything I can do to make it feel better. So I just have to maybe watch it first and then get it out the way and then watch everything else. Like that's the only option. I don't have no other choices. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I hate it. Oh, basically, what you're saying is on Thursday as soon as it come out, just watch it. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that's I think that's it. And then if you got anything else, just throw it out on after, and then it'll wash the bad taste out your mouth. I think that's a wrap. For one for one. All right, we just finished talking about Platinum Man and all of his horror. Um, I'm all of his horror. <laughs> let us know how you feel about Platinum Man and what the next part is. I know we're watching it, so you don't have to, but you know, let us know what you think if you are watching. AOT, we didn't talk about it. 
That's the end of that. A love of kill. <laughs> a great episode this week. Oh my god! It, it, one of our sleepers. Episode, 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 episode. Great episode. Um, possibly episode of the week, but it's not our episode of the week. Just know it was a good episode. And our get to know Mike check waifu waifu. We built our waifu selection between th- the two of us, three from um, each of us. Let us know what your waifu selection is. Um, we also review Vox Machina. We gave it an eight point six, putting it right above. What was that? Well, it, it's above a lot of stuff. It's eight point six. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have some questions from y'all. Just so y'all know. Polo loves strawberry banana smoothies, but they do, you know, give him the little sore throat. Make y'all gotta love that man. He make sure he he take care of himself. Um, <laughs> he also started watching Odd Taxi. Mm-hmm. Polo said something special about this. Mm-hmm. Putting the pen in that episode one forty one. Polo said something special about Odd Taxi. Um, we also had uh, How Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. Polo said it was a great episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly his episode of the week. Um, and we also, you know, compare that to. Uh, how a genius, genius yeah. How a genius rebuilt it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sabaqui Bisco was way better than I expected. Great episode this week. Um, some stuff in there is a little weird because we didn't know about Sister Panda doing her weird shit. That was kind of weird, but rest of the, the connections and emotions in that episode, great. Uh, episodes week case study of Anita's for me, and then Polo got my dress up, darling. And then, um, just so y'all know, Fire Force. With the meat and potatoes, uh, we excited for it to come back whenever it comes back. We ready yes. for season three, and then you know, why uh, why LT? Uh, don't don't get mad at us. Our takes for for being manga readers who watch read AOT and then yeah. having these takes about it because that's the reason. We probably actually feel like it's bad right now. <laughs> um, I'm at Polo Born Fly on social media. I'm at King Taliano on all social media. You can follow our social media is at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on TikTok. And as always, Mike, Mike, Mike Check. Check, Check, Check. You put some energy in that Mike Check, though. You're now tuned into Mike Check Waifu Waifu.